When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Score North Winter Online Auction. It's your chance to save up to 70% off on items. Like a gas furnace or water heater from Air Mechanical. Stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV. A five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations. Or an ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat. Bidding begins December 9th through the 15th. Go to scorenorth.com keyword auction to bid, win, and save. That's scorenorth.com keyword auction. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. If, if I have the film uh, from the first time y'all did it, uh, I mean, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to let that happen again, especially if we played y'all before. Uh, so, I mean, we, we, know, we know what they're trying to do. We know uh, that they're, they're not trying to let me, of course, get open in open space. Uh, so, I mean, we, we got some for it. That's all I can really say for it. Is the best wide receiver in the National Football League, Justin Jefferson. Although I think there is a, it, objectively, Tyree Kill's making a case, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Boy, last night? Did you guys watch the People were ripping Declan in the comment section for saying, like, Thursday Night Football... Finally, finally oh, get a real matchup, and it was like two teams with seven combined wins or something. It's a great game. Baker Mayfield, he hasn't even practiced with the Rams yet. He just yeah. he just comes in, doesn't know the playbook. He's got like a novel written on his forearm. Yeah. <laughs> he just daggers the Raiders. Last what time. a choke job by the Raiders. I mean, yeah, yeah. that was. Um, they, they have now lost to, uh, I, I saw, saw this on Twitter today, they've now lost to a quarterback who had no practice time with his new team, and they've lost to a coach who was working for ESPN the week before he was hired. <laughs> That's incredible. That is that is incredible. So Josh McDaniel is probably going to be hoping that Bill Belichick stays around for another five years so he can go back and be an offensive coordinator or yeah, whatever whatever he coach. would do for Bill Belichick if Belichick retired. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Thank you for making this show multiple times throughout 2022 a top 10 Apple football podcast, like nationally, like among the barstools and ESPNs and ringers and NFL and all that stuff. Kind of cool to see that happening throughout the year. So thank you guys for helping us build this Vikings community as we continue to follow the 10-2 and two start to the season. Um, no matter what you watch, by the way, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Um, Surly brings you joy and simplicity oh, oh yeah. so through, through Liquid. It, did, it does. <laughs> in fact, it brought me joy last night. I had a couple of uh, stray... Furiouses left in the fridge, and before the weekend there were like a couple of strays just Stella. sitting in my fridge. The red cans. I'm like Stella, let's, you know what? Let's let's watch some basketball. Let's watch some football, and let's enjoy a couple. And uh, folks, the weekend is is here. I don't want you to stop what you're doing now because you're clearly watching or enjoying this show on podcast. But here's what I want you to do: make a or note hate, to yourself, or, or, or hate, hate watching. watching. But when you're done, I don't care how you're doing it, but when you're done, I want you to go to your fridge because, as I said, the weekend is here, and I want to make sure that you are well-stocked on Surly. That might be Furious. It might be Before I Die. It might be Logic Bomb, Controlled Chaos. You know what? So many good options from our friends at Surly Brewing. And, of course, as always, 
what can they do once they start to sip on a surly? Oh, this is uh, I get this it. Is for, uh, this, this is for this is for you part, participation. Yeah, uh, you can show us your cans. Show us, show cans. us your cans <laughs> at Score North on Twitter at Jay Zolgad. I apologize. I, I also in, in that pause, I got duped. Someone sent me a fake Korea contract, so I, I, I thought we I thought Korea just signed, but he did not sign. I got I got absolutely duped, and I was trying to oh. check my sources. So that's why oh, I was just look, look for chance. the blue check mark. But now anyone Oof. can have yeah, yeah. check marks. So just you don't know. retweet really it. Know. Just don't retweet it. What's helpful is I actually have columns set up on TweetDeck for like NFL, MLB, and so if it doesn't show up in one of those columns, it's probably a fake. Probably a stray, as Deb would put it. Stray, a couple of stray surlies, baby. All right, let's get to Feedback Friday here. We we turn the show over to you guys. We we collect some of the best questions and comments, concerns, critiques about the show, whatever whatever it is that you want to send us. We try to get to as many as we can on Fridays on both Purple Daily and on Mackie and Judd. So, and you can always send us messages throughout the week through the uh, Score North app. There's a feedback tab down there. So Prashant chimes in and says, how much do you think the national narrative of the Vikings being frauds has to do more with Kirk Cousins and less with the team? The 2009 Colts, for instance, were winning close games all year. He says he thinks they were 8-0 in one-score games. I'm looking it up. They definitely played a lot of one-score games. They went 14-2. and Wow. But they started the season 14-0. and Holy crap. It's actually a really good comparison. Um, so the Colts, yeah, the Colts started 14-0, and but like half of the wins were one-score games. But that didn't seem to be the narrative about that team because they had Peyton Manning, right? So, and I guess uh, if you want to, yeah, they also had, well, they had the seventh best offense. So it wasn't the, you know, the Vikings are 11th. This what is a, a good pretty offense. good comparison right yeah. here. What do you think of this point? Do you think that the frauds narrative is more about the Vikings or Kirk? I think it's more about the team itself. And I think it comes from a place. And here's the problem. Um, So, yes, there are some talking heads nationally who clearly just think this is a a fluke and are dismissing them. And that might be Kirk. But I think the overall takeaway from most of the people who find this to be um, unsustainable are, are the statistics and advanced stats. So I don't think, like, are some of Kirk's stats concerning to those folks? Yes. But I think that this is a larger, bigger picture team conversation about one score games and point differential and looking at those things. So is Kirk involved in that? Yes, absolutely. But do I think that this is the Kirk doubters, the Cousins Crusader haters? Do I think that this is them saying this is Kirk and Kirk can't do it? No. I think that this actually goes to how the Vikings are winning games and their statistical backup to doubt. I just think by December at 10 and two, you also have to give them credit. See, I, I actually think, I mean, it's definitely, some of it is just like the body of work of the whole team. Just, and it's not just close games. It's like they're down by double digits and pulling a win out three different times. Right. Or they're getting an interception on the doorstep of the goal line. So it's close games and it's what's happening in those close games. It's not like these aren't like backdoor cover close games in in most cases. So I think, but I, I think there's a Kirk factor to this for sure. I think, and rightfully so, because no Kirk Cousins team has ever come anywhere near winning a Super Bowl before. So at least with that Colts team, you could say, yeah, maybe they're not the greatest team of all time as they sit 14 and 0 because, and I did count it, they had eight of their 14 wins were one score games. Now, were some of those backdoor covers? I don't know. I, I didn't comb through. But you know that you've got Peyton Manning in his prime. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's already at that point, you know, 11 years into his career, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So you kind of knew, yeah, maybe this team's getting a little lucky, but they also have Peyton Manning. So they could strike at any time in a playoff game. And then they actually won their first two playoff games at home in blowout fashion. 20 to 3 over the Ravens and then 30 to 17 over the Jets. So the good news there is a team that had a way overinflated record. So their expected record was supposed to be 11 and 5. They went 14 and 2 mm-hmm. and started 14 0. And despite them having an overinflated record because of luck, well, they got to the playoffs and they destroyed the first two teams they played because they got to play home playoff games. And, you know, sometimes when you get into the playoffs, weird things can happen. So. Yep. 
It's a good comparison. I do think there's it's like kind of 50% team shade, 50% Kirk Cousins has never been in the deep end of the pool before shade. Um, and those things are valid until the Vikings and Kirk prove the doubters wrong. Yeah, I think it doesn't help that Kirk is the quarterback of it and that there's the national perception of him not being a big game player. Um, and that's where I think he can really win some people over here down the stretch and probably also, more importantly, in wild card and divisional round weekend. I remember, too, that AFC title game that the Colts played against the Jets. They were down 17-6, so the Jets got off to like an insane start. Uh, the Colts rallied back. They they go they go into halftime down basically two possessions. Then they end up winning the game big with a 30-17 final, and they score 17 unanswered points in the second half. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that Colts team wasn't as great, and I think also I remember a lot of Vikings fans saying that if they beat the Saints in 9 they would have ran right through that Colts team. Um, but it is a good comparison. Like You can still overachieve a little bit and take advantage of what was also, by the way, a weak AFC that year. Tom Brady uh, got bounced. Um, you're playing Mark Sanchez and Joe Flacco that year. The Colts did to get to the Super Bowl. It's kind of a, it's going to be a similar path in the NFC for the Vikings because this year's NFC is kind of weak too. Yeah, and I think like one more point on this. Nobody was going to call a Colts team from that era a fraud right? because they had Peyton Manning. Because Peyton Manning's not a fraud. Although some people would argue that like once he got to the playoffs, he underachieved well, and he became fraud. Yeah, with the Broncos, I mean. Boy, well, that's, that's a whole that's a whole different argument that we don't need to. I just, I'm just recalling Judd, that. I was. Judd being pissed that Peyton Manning threw fluttering ducks oh, in a Super Bowl God. win the day after. Terrible. But, but what I'm saying is no one was going to call those Colts teams a fraud because they had Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was like fraud protection. Not frog protection. Fraud protection. Fraud protect, yep. And, and because the Vikings have Kirk Cousins, you're looking, are the Vikings for real? I don't know. Well, they have Kirk Cousins. Is he gonna is he gonna bail out a team that's maybe overachieving and people don't know yet? He he has been this year in the fourth quarter, but and 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 for anyone like, well, put some respect on Kirk's name. Kirk needs to earn the respect in January, like all other quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. I think the smart football fans though who um, are doubting this team are probably largely on defense. I think it's the defense that scares you because the statistics aren't good. Um, I've never been in love with with the phrase "bend but don't break" because w- when you do break, it can be extremely uh, ugly, like the Dallas loss was. So I think the smart football fans certainly are are going to wait and see if Kirk uh, can prove himself with the spotlight on in the playoffs. But the defense, I think, is what probably scares people, and I don't blame them completely. I mean, you are going to have to come up with some really good defensive game plans in the playoffs to advance because a lot of what you're doing now just straight up I don't think it's going to work in the playoffs worth noting that 2009 Colts team in their final eight regular season games the defense gave up in five of the eight games the defense gave up at least 27 points 27 31 30 29 34 and they and they still made their way to the Super Bowl so also that that Saints team I believe lost three straight regular season games so they basically went the Saints in that won the Super Bowl against the Colts they went almost a whole month between wins between their last regular season win and their first win in the divisional round in the playoffs. So, like, just like the Rams last year where they lost, you know, five, they didn't win a game in six weeks. You go through stretches like that, and hopefully you're not peaking at the right, uh, at the wrong times. Uh, but, but yeah, there, there's a lot of weird comparisons from 2009 on both those sides for this Vikings team. Very interesting. Uh, Michael McDevitt chimes in here and says, try not to get triggered, guys. The takes on your show about Cousins have gotten out of hand, can you not hear yourselves creating an alter ego just to save face? Kirk right. Cousins, yeah. Kirk sure. Cousins, he says, not Kirko Chains has been behind it all. It's so frustrating listening to you guys give credit to a non-existent fictional character that you made up, <laughs> Kirko Chains, and then follow it up with criticism for Kirk. By the way, what other public figure worth millions of dollars is treated like a bigger punching bag. Well, really? Let's start with LeBron James. Yeah, Let's go over to Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Let's move lot. through other sports. Yep. Come on, guy. Um, uh, the man is worth millions and takes ish from everybody, but remains more humble than any other quarterback. Advice for the show. Have some decorum. Oh, I do love the show. I love Cousins more than I love the show, however, well, from Michael. That's, so does he have a great. point? Are we are we You know what? Thank you. Thank you very much. You enjoy Kirk, 
enjoy us and we will we will take your advice under advisement oh man i'm not gonna insult the guy i saw kirk cousins walk into a phone booth and change into his kirko chains we didn't create kirko chains second quarter drive okay his teammates and kirko did nobody made kirko take his shirt (laughs) off okay michael i think you're taking a fun bit and making it too literal that is my advice back to you is to calm down um, all right, this one's from Minnesota PTSD on YouTube. Boy, Mackie. Boy, Mackie. You've really done a 180. I know you know in your heart of hearts that Minnesota isn't close to the caliber of Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco. Like, I know you know this, he says. I also know that you know Kirk isn't the quarterback on a veteran contract to build your team around. But, man, you have really just said, nope, I'm going to be positive this season no matter what. But in late January, and then he switches to caps lock, you will be the first person to ask the question about Kirk's future. Yeah, Still in caps lock. I understand being positive, but you seem more than positive. You seem to be purposely ignoring difficult questions on the defense in the loss to Philadelphia and Dallas. Anything less than an NFC Championship game appearance is a letdown. Well, there's a lot of contradicting things in this. First of all, if you, if you uh, Minnesota PTSD, believe that Minnesota isn't close to the caliber of Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, but then at the end you say anything less than an NFC Championship game appearance is a letdown, how are those two things coexisting in the same thought? The Vikings are not close to the caliber of these three other NFC teams. But if they don't beat those teams and get to the NFC Championship game, it's a failure of a season. So you might have to reconcile that in your head. And I would respond with two other things here. I agree and have said this to these guys. We do our pigskin pecking order. I don't think the Vikings are on the level of Philadelphia and Dallas yet. I think there's room to get there potentially, but they are not on that level. And So I agree with you on that front. Mm-hmm. And on the Kirk front, I think our audience is smart enough to know where I personally, this was addressed to me, so I'll just speak for me. Mm-hmm. I think the audience is smart enough to know where I have stood on Kirk throughout the years. Now, Kirk has, I think he's righted the ship on some things that I have personally criticized him for a lot over the years. Like, number one, you are terrible against pressure. Please be better against pressure. Well, yesterday we laid out all the different ways in which he is better against pressure by a mile this year. Thanks in part to Kevin O'Connell, scheme, everything, right? I've wanted him to put the team on his back in the fourth quarter when the rest of the game is kind of a disaster. He's done more of that. Awesome. He's checking some of these boxes. So what do you want? Do you want to just get on the show every day and just keep hammering him for the same reasons? I want to see the season play out. Let's get a full picture of what happens in December and January. And then, yes, we will have that conversation when it's time at the end of January if needed. Sorry. End of rant. Yeah. If they go out in the playoffs in the first round, guess what we'll talk about? Why? How? Why? They go why? And, How can they Kirk fix didn't it? Play How well, can they get better? What and, should they do? And if Kirk didn't play well, I mean, basically the way that we're talking about Kirk right now is how I envision internally he's being talked about by O'Connell and the team, which is, okay, worked so far. That's great. But you're, that doesn't mean that he's going to be your quarterback for five more years. That doesn't mean Kevin O'Connell is going to say this guy is perfect. So yes, you have to wait to see if they get to the playoffs and they make a run. Guess what? Kirk gets an extension and for a while, everybody's happy. If they get to the first round and get bounced, guess what? Questions are going to be asked not only on this very show, but in Egan at TCO Performance Center, they will ask the tough questions. Um, I, I don't... I. I'm always confused by this whole thing of, well, this was your stance, so this should just, you know, Kirk Cousins, if you think he sucks, then he has to suck all the time. Okay, but he's actually been pretty good this year for, as far as what we have expected so or he's wanted. been situationally and, yes. and, and high-leverage good. His stats yes. aren't great, but I've ripped him for years for ha- having meaningless statistics. So let's wait and see, and if there comes a point where, guess what? The big boy pants don't fit. Kirk puts the big boy pants on one day and it's a first round playoff game and he can't button them up because it's too much for him. He yeah. might he might have to be replaced. Somebody on on Twitter yesterday brought up a great metaphor or analogy or whatever. Said, you know, for people that are saying, "You've changed. Look at you. You're a, you're a flip-flopper. You're a flip-flopping. You've changed your tune on Kirk, right?" 
Yeah. And and I and I explained um, in a tweet yesterday. Okay, I have been calling for him to be better when pressured and better in high leverage fourth quarter situations for years now. Yes, he has taken big steps forward this year under Kevin O'Connell in those categories. So credit to Kirk, credit to Kevin O'Connell. And it's like you're flip flopping, you're changing your tune on Kirk. And someone said it's like if your kitchen smells like a dead body. <laughs> Boy, this kitchen smells. Yeah. We should do something about that. And then you discover that there's like a dead rat pressed behind your oh. refrigerator up against the wall. And you remove the dead rat and you, oh, this place smells better. You're flip-flopping. Yeah. You, no, right. no, now, oh, now you think the kitchen's great. Yeah. It's like, well, no. The, well, yeah. I, you fixed the problem. Yeah, the, the problem fixed is. The wait, so you, wait, no, you were the one that was enjoying living in a stinky kitchen all this time. <laughs> you should have to still sit in your stinky kitchen. I know. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Cade chimes in here. Would you rather have Madison, Kene Wangwu, and Ty Chandler, who's back on the active roster yes. now, yeah. or Cook, Kene Chandler next year? Personally, I'd take Madison. Uh, he has shown some progression, gives you three different types of backs instead of three similar. Cade, I would propose a third option. Because I don't think there's any chance Madison is on this team. He's a free agent. Someone's going to give him some money to be a backup or something. Or maybe a starter. Uh, I don't know if Dalvin Cook's going to be on this team next year. You can start to get out from underneath that contract this offseason. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to start getting a little younger, a little more spry. And I think this is a general manager now that that views po- positional value differently than maybe Rick Spielman did. He's not going to pay linebackers safeties and running backs more than he's paying cornerbacks, edge rushers, wide receivers. So I could see a scenario in which it's Kene Chandler and question mark, some other running back that we aren't even talking about right now, but that makes a lot less money. I think Kene Wangwu has no chance of playing consistently um, because it, if he could, he would right now. There, there would be packages designed. It might not be a ton. He has spent two years with two different coaching staffs, staffs which have ignored him essentially. Now that that does not mean that he is not, you know, a very proficient kick returner. So I think he's got a place on the fifty-three. Uh, Ty Chandler, I like. I think that he's got a future. Madison. So the thing I'm curious about there is I'm curious if he's going to get paid because he's I like him. Um, but he also plays a position, and it just takes one team, but he doesn't play a position at which I think teams are tripping over themselves uh, to pay guys in March unless it's a team trying to keep one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do think you're right on Cook because here's the thing. I think in reality, if they could, the smart play, and I don't know if this would be allowed, but the smart play would be to look to move on from Thielen uh, with that contract and with what, you're going to get now and he is going and he is just flat out a descending player unfortunately if you look at his contract it's very favorable to him staying here like it's going to be hard you don't save a ton he's going to be one of the highest paid players on the team next year and it's pretty ironclad so i think he's back and if he's back people have to go and so i think it could be chandler i think cook is gone i think you see if you can retain if possible madison or guess what? Chandler and you draft one. I think Wang Wu, I think the ship has sailed there though. Like this notion, because I thought the same exact thing. You know, Trick plays occasionally. I mean, he's incredibly fast. They've seen things in practice that we clearly have not that they don't like. So I don't think in year three he is all of a sudden going to get a large package of plays. I think he is a guy that they like to return kicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he even in it wasn't like Wang Wu was a a workhorse, a workhorse running back in college at Iowa State. He was a kick returner and like a backup running back. So he's had this sort of weird career to this point where he's been mostly a special teams guy. Um, we have a, a couple more that are addressed personally to Judd and then another one to me here in a second. But if you're looking for an easy and fun way to play daily fantasy this weekend, let me turn your attention to prize picks. You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Uh, it's always kind of fun, too, to look at, you know, what do what does prize pick say about Kirk and the opponents? And so I'm excited to check that out in the 48 hours leading up to 
the game, and I'll post a tweet sometime this weekend with a couple of my uh, more interesting things on the slate. But you can do multi-sport entries. You can do an NBA with an NFL, maybe a PGA, mm-hmm. which is firing up again, and uh, an MMA or something. So check them out. Promo code NORTH. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code NORTH, and that lets them know that we sent you. You can help the show that way. Prizepicks.com and the Prize Picks app. It's daily fantasy made easy. Um, Finch Home Solutions, also a great supporter of ours here and a supporter of those of us that don't really know what we're doing around the house. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Absolutely right. So so Judd is good at a few things at, at home. He's good at the dishes. He can shovel a sidewalk. Let's see, what else? I have a load of laundry going downstairs right now because you know what? Darn it, I'm good at, at that. But you know what? I get nowhere near anything electrical, right? So anything that goes wrong, I have no clue. I can't fix it, and I need help. And so do a bunch of you, and that's where our friends, as the train goes by, at Finch Home Solutions come in because it only takes one call to Finch to get any electrical issues in your home solved. You know what? Christmas lights, you plug them in, right? It's the Christmas season. Hey, kids, look, and the Christmas lights don't go on. Guess what? Finch fixes that. Need work done to get that hot tub installed because electrical work needs to be done before that winter hot tub goes in. Finch Home Solutions solves that. Do not wait, though, until something goes wrong. Get it fixed now. Finch is offering a free home safety inspection to all of our listeners as well. Be sure to tell them that you heard about Finch, as Phil just said, for price picks on Score North because there are special deals, and that helps us as well. FinchHomeSolutions.com, 612-357-2604, FinchHomeSolutions.com. All right, back to the feedback here. Hollywood Frog has a question, and he starts. I don't know I don't know if he, if he wanted me to ask you this in private, Judd, or but I'm just going to read it on the show here. Oh, go right ahead. He says, Mackie, I don't want to ask Judd this because he won't respond truthfully. Is there, wow. beef, is there beef between Judd and... Alex Boone. <laughs> Judd is on literally every Purple Daily episode except Tuesdays with Boone. Uh-huh. After last season, Boone's episodes were the most popular on your channel, but he inexplicably disappeared for months. I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Yep. You and Declan talk all the time about how much of a workaholic Judd is. He even came back to the show just days after an appendectomy. <laughs> But he doesn't want to be a part of your most popular episode. Whenever you mention your conversations with Boone, Judd just gets quiet or changes the subject. Oh, wow. Judd. Interesting. I do. He even blocked me on Twitter and called me an idiot after I brought up Alex Boone to him. Judd, why are you blocking people Judd. on Twitter? Hollywood Frog. I don't know what Hold his Twitter handle is. This is just Hello, my honey. Yeah. I blocked a guy a couple of weeks ago who took a, who continued to take shots. And then he said he, he was going to block me. So I got on before he could block me, and I blocked him. Because <laughs> well, I ordinarily so, That mute, sounds really mature. Actually. I mute. Oh, I think I was drinking. <laughs> he continues, pretty, Judd yeah. and Alex seemed to be friends last year. Was there a falling out? P.S. A lot of this can be said for Declan, too. Boone loved Declan's Fire Somebody's Ass segments last year. Will we ever see another Boone podcast with all of you guys and Boone? Um. I'll explain on how I view the situation, okay? Yep. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't think there's been a falling out between you guys. Maybe you can adju- uh, address that. The reason Alex, and he might do this again this year, Alex, his his main thing right now is he runs an offensive lineman training center next to Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. So yep. he is training, like, college offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe there's some high school kids in there, but it's mostly college offensive linemen. They're like, bringing dudes in from outside the state. So he is... Uh, he is working to build that business, and that takes up a lot of his time. Plus, he has, like, four kids. He's got a big family. So he isn't able to do media all year round with his schedule right now. He actually right. turned down some national stuff and just so he could do Purple Daily with us. And the problem this year was his schedule was only open to record literally, like, 10 p.m. or later on weeknights, central time. Mm-hmm. And so I told these guys, I will do it every week for sure. Like, let's let's make sure we're doing it. You're welcome to join if you want to. No pressure. Um, you know, everyone's working their butts off. I don't want to make you guys have to come back at like 10 o'clock p.m. if you've already done a bunch of stuff. So that's how that's how I view it. I don't. know. Did you guys have a falling out of some kind? No falling out. No falling out. And the frog, you're 
You've got two separate Twitter accounts, and you're not blocked. I just looked. He's not blocked by me. Oh, wow. So I'm not quite sure exactly where that came from. But uh, no, and I didn't think I changed the subject. Sometimes you you talk about what, what he told you about certain plays, and we talk about the plays. Oh, then you, like, just, I guess go, I don't I don't, reference, you just slide off camera. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I guess I don't reference. About why. I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with us. I mean, I'm not quite I'm not quite sure what happened. Uh, he loves you, man. I he loves yeah, no, you guys. Want, you guys, you guys are welcome to jump on. I think probably next Tuesday again. We're going to do another it's, trenches you know with what? episode. That's a big. If I'm not mistaken, Tuesday night is a pretty uh, prolific wild hockey night. Yes. Lots of times, like there's a bunch of games there. In fact, we so I think we recorded. Jex, if I'm uh, right on this, we recorded with realistic Randy last year at night. On yes. Tuesdays. Correct. And like we were trying to get home from the games and then do a, a Judd's hockey yeah. show. It was yeah. a lot. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's why. No falling out, though. And then we also have, yeah, for, for, if you just watch or listen to Purple Daily, we also have Mackie and Judd as our other daily show in which we talk about all the other Minnesota sports women. So, I, and, I, I mean, Boone's great. Boone's great by himself. Like, he doesn't need th- three slappies. To feels, be. Disin- feels disingenuous. I can I can hear the hatred in your in your tone for Alex. I've, so that's, that is there is Hollywood frog. There's no controversy. It's just, uh, and plus like Boone doesn't, yeah, just, we just put a, I just put a quarter in Boone and talk minimally and he just runs with it. So you mean me like me with Dukes on bonus scoop on Tuesdays. Yep. Hey, Doogie, exactly. what's up? <laughs> and another thing, there's going to be 18 scouts at the Indiana <laughs> Purdue game. It's great. Okay, here's one addressed to me. This is, I think this is on Twitter. This is from Ben Medlin, 34. At Phil Mackey, you fake bald bitch. Jeez. And I just responded with laugh out loud. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I sort of like that. You fake bald bitch. He goes, imagine being a sports writer for a team you don't even like. I'm not a sports writer. writer. I used to be a a sports writer like 10 years ago, and it had a blast. Definitely not a sports writer anymore. Imagine being a sports writer for a team you don't even like, and as soon as we do something bad, you got a lot to say. You are the worst effing thing in Minnesota sports, you dog bleep eating gremlin. (laughs) Wait, hold on a second. Fake ball bitch and dog bleep eating gremlin are two great insults. I will give him credit. I love that, but so is he saying that you don't like the, the Vikings? Uh, I think I think what he's saying is he's having a hard. If I could be his therapist for a second, yeah, he's having perfect. a hard time when someone criticizes the Vikings. But as we've said, we you know it was like three years ago that we started doing this show every day, podcast, YouTube. We turned it into a three hundred sixty-five day a year show. And Matthew Cobbler used to host the radio version of Purple Daily like three years ago for I don't know twelve months. Yeah, and uh, and he, and you know he's critical as needed. And we and we are, we're not just like homers. We're we're going to criticize as we see fit. We're not always right. But we got a lot of questions three years ago. People asking, "You guys even like the Vikings? Why are you Why are you being critical of the Vikings?" And we're like, I, I suppose we should explain that to the audience. We are critical of the Vikings because we hold them to a standard, and we tell you that standard at the top of every show. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl, and so if they're not like, at least on a multi year plan, heading down that path. Yep. Then, if it doesn't align with Super Bowl, we're not just going to blow smoke up their ass every single week. We're going to be critical. And I think right. guys like Ben, he lashing out at me, a sports writer, for being critical. Maybe there's a different show or platform he should turn to if he doesn't mm. want critique my, of the Vikings. That's my, my guess. Guess is that Ben or therapy. Comes, I guess Ben comes. My guess is Ben comes from that world, and so like because I feel like three three years ago when we started the to get questions like that i feel like there was a lot of work therapy work to do with Mm -hmm. saying kissing their butts is not the best thing because there's you know there's certain media outlets in this town that kiss their butts yes and i think that that had become so the norm but i think that had become so the norm that people were like why are these guys doing a viking show if they're not going to just talk about how great the team is and then I feel like now we, that, that our outstanding group of, of viewers and listeners totally get us and like what the, what the clear cut mission is here. And so, but I think guys like Ben come in and they're like, oh, this is wrong. You guys are, you know, you guys should be praising them continually. And by the way, at 10 and 2, we have been as positive as you can possibly be. 
I would also say that if you're hopping on Twitter to call a stranger a dog bleep eating gremlin and a fake bald bitch, you might want to just like take a deep breath. Maybe I, I was going to say take a sip of Surly. You might want to stay away from the alcohol, actually, if you're yeah, that bald emotionally triggered. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, it almost sounds He's like not a wrong, punk rock. Really. It's, <laughs> it sounds like a 1979 CBGB's punk rock band. It does kind of. All right. Please welcome to stage now, fake bald bitch. I'm a fake bald bitch. I'm faking I'm bald. I shave my head every day. And I people over on the. That's apparently my theme song right there. That's going to be in my head all day. It's like the monkeys. Hey, hey, we're fake ball bitches. <laughs> Robbie Bruzik chimes in here. Feedback Friday. Do you guys think the main reason the defense is better in the red area boils down to it being easier for our players who may have lost a step, just having less grass to cover? Even Pop Pop Zolgat could cover a five-yard area in a red zone coverage. Yes, Maybe that's the whole stuff. base of the defense. It's leaky between the 20s but yes. becomes better as the shell gets smaller. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I this That's a, absolutely. You're not asking Jordan Hicks to cover, you know, 25 yards of space against a, you know, a Pollard or a tight end or something, right? And in and in fact, on Sunday, Jordan Hicks made a great play against Barrios, correct? Mm-hmm. For the Jets. That was a great play. Why? Cuz it was condensed. The red the red zone is actually I think a fairly tough zone to navigate offensively and so yes i think you know what you know who's been great there i'm willing to bet that he has a great pff grade there the duke of shelly no the duke of shelly the duke he had a nice breakup this week this last weekend Mm -hmm. and and he had one two weeks ago as well Mm -hmm. against the patriots why because it's condensed that's a tough play like i think red zone touchdowns look like they're simple like yeah of course they scored yeah they're in the red zone, but I think when you are in that type of zone, it's it's huge defensively to as as he wrote, he's exactly right to actually um, you don't have to cover as much territory, and you can probably get in the end zone a little more handsy at times than if a guy is basically going to beat you and you grab him. Yeah, and, and the Vikings have some some smart veterans on that, you know. Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks. There's some right. dudes, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter. So if speed becomes less of a factor and being in the right position and smarts sort of gets heightened, then, yeah, it's not it's not as shocking that the Vikings have had some huge plays in the red area to, to ice games. Uh, Tim Hamill says, did you guys notice KOC wore a Justin Jefferson hoodie during practice last week? <laughs> I love the video and was utterly delighted to see the coach wearing his star player's apparel. I did see a clip of that. Have you ever seen a coach do that before? Maybe I missed the day that Mike Zimmer walked around in one of those Kyle Rudolph Duck Duck Gray Duck t-shirts, but I'm guessing that <laughs> never happened. It is, it is, and when you watch the postgame stuff, I mean, KOC is doing the, like, sort of the, the bro hug with players like you would see if they were just teammates because he's in his 30s. He's one of the guys. He's he's one of the guys, but without it being, he's one of the guys, but he's also the guy. Yeah, right. that's and that's yeah. that's the important distinction to make there. He very much and and this is a credit to his his skills. He very much reminds me of a quarterback, which he was unfortunately physically not a great one. But like if you look at watch his demeanor watch how he runs things he certainly i think gets mad when it's necessary uh but most of the time especially in crucial situations he's going to bring positivity but when he delivers the message it's essentially what we have talked about on this show forever as far as what you want from a quarterback Mm -hmm. because he's got control like i've never seen one where i think you know what this isn't great and and it's why i give them credit when things are going bad, what happens a lot of times? Sideline's totally calm. Mm-hmm. Sideline doesn't go. I, I mean, we can we can debate lock, blah blah blah. But if you if you want to look for like five primary reasons why why this team has won nine consecutive games by one score or less, I think one is look at the calm, cool, and collected way that, that they approach things, and then go back and watch the sideline l- last year. 
and how Mike melted down and how Mike hated close games. He always said that, you know, let's win by more. We got to win by more. I haven't heard Kevin O'Connell say once. Yeah, he, he talks about corrections. He talks about things that need to improve. But, like, he doesn't lament wins. And I think lamenting wins causes your players to get uptight. Yeah. Uh, Matthew chimes in here with, okay, hilarious. Actually, Matthew chimes in on Twitter with two things. One, he says, catching up on your videos, I'm a few days behind. You guys post too much. Uh, laughing emoji. And it's a screenshot of of us doing Feedback Friday from last week on Mackie and Judd. And we are literally wearing the same thing, all three of us. Declan's wearing his Puma. Actually, you know what? It was a, he's got the hoodie on. It was a dark, looks like a hoodie-less Puma shirt. I'm wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt, and Judd's wearing the gray Park Tavern oh, shirt is, with this, a dark undershirt. Uh, I believe this is actually from Wednesday. From Wednesday? Uh, yeah, yeah, because we did a Vikings feedback section. Uh, we oh. did a Vikings-related thing before. Write that down. This is from two days ago. Did we? Okay. Yeah. So we're even even worse. But yes. <laughs> I'm going to say something constantly. I, it's a different gray hoodie for me. I can't Not I me. can't speak for Judd's Park Tavern. No, I got one. I got a cartoon one, character. And I like it. I'm wearing it. And then he says, uh, it's weird how you guys have some Vikings videos on the Score North YouTube channel, but not on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and vice versa. It makes it hard to track sometimes. Well, so I guess the best way to explain it is we have we have two main shows that we do every day. Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. Purple Daily is solely Vikings discussion. We got different bits and benchmarks and different things. And then Mackie and Judd is sort of an all-seasons Minnesota sports show. But right now, we just happen to be talking a ton of Vikings on that show as well. And so we put Purple Daily as its own YouTube channel. Mackie and Judd falls under the Score North YouTube channel. That's. But if you just consume our stuff on YouTube, then you I guess you wouldn't think of it as like compartmentalized. You just click on videos. Mm-hmm. So I guess it could be kind of weird, but that's how we we have Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily. They're all part of the Score North family. I don't know. Maybe there's a different way to do that long term, but that's how we're doing it right now. A um, couple more here, and then we can we can uh, we can wrap. Drew V says, "My dad is 65 years old and has endured his fair share of Vikings heartbreaks. A few years ago, my dad developed a 10 win rule to protect himself from unnecessary pain." With this rule, the Vikings aren't appointment viewing until they notch at least 10 wins. Once they hit win number 10, it becomes permissible to emotionally invest. We've eclipsed the 10-win mark pretty early, and the casual Vikings fans in my family are mixing up the purple Kool-Aid. At the same time, the analytics and the eye test say that we aren't necessarily a Tier 1 contender. What advice would you give to my family to protect themselves from the likely sting of a playoff loss while holding out slim hope for a Lombardi trophy. Oh, this is a very, very tough one. Okay, first of all, I'm go- I'm going to guess that your dad certainly came up with a 10-win rule in the 16-game season, so it should be increased, correct, to 11, 11. wins. Uh, so, so just so, give it a minute here. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Hold on. Hold your water. Hold on. Wait through at least the uh, game on Sunday, or perhaps a week after that, if the odds Makers are right on that one. Uh, other than that, this is tough, though. I mean, you know, if this team 10 and 2, 11 and 2, hard not to invest. I certainly get the uh, trepidation, totally get it. Uh, but my God, I mean, this is the type of year 2009 for sure was, 2017 was, 98 for sure was. I mean, if you're not going to invest, then you're never going to, right? Like, yeah, what are you going to get? I, like, this is a special year. Like, you don't get here. The, like, you can't just assume, well, you know, they're they're little. They're, they might not win this year, but next year it's going to be the same, and they're going to win a Super Bowl. So I would suggest that if you are a Vikings fan, it is inevitable that you have to invest right now. Well, and I, I, this is, I never understand this about the way some fans try to protect themselves. Unless you're a Patriots fan for 20 years between 2000 one and whatever, or like any Boston sports fan, I guess, from 2001 till whenever. Right. Or a Yankees fan in the 50s, you know. Oh, I'm going to Your sports fandom is largely going to be spiked with disappointment. Like your purple Kool-Aid is going to be spiked with something that's going to make your stomach hurt almost every year. <laughs> and for, for Minnesota sports fans, it's spiked more often than other fans. 
But I think the way I sort of cope with that is I try, I mean, obviously we are as invested as anyone. I mean, we literally do this for a living on a daily basis. We are just immersed in all of the Minnesota sports BS for our whole lives. Yep. And so I think if you can somehow be emotionally attached, but not let it completely derail your life and, or look at it as kind of a fun cycle. Like, okay, if this is what I'm thinking, they're probably going to get beat in the playoffs. It always, the Vikings always get beat in the playoffs, right? So let's say they get beat. Let's say they get to the NFC championship game, get beat by the Eagles. I'm already reconciling in my head. Okay. It's going to be really fun. Then starting the day after that for like the next six months to figure out, okay, what can they do in free agency, the draft, yeah. you know, Kirk Cousins, like then you start spinning it forward. There's always something else to to jump to after the but that's fun for but that's fun for us. But, but the I, fans, it's fun for fans. That's that's why fans, that's why this show is so agreed, this show is the, the home for that coping, I guess, is what I'm But saying. the fan investment though is the games and special years and like if you so so like if the Vikings weren't good, then yes, you get to the season's done. What's next? But like when you invest as a fan, and you don't, you know, and your outlet is those games on Sunday, and then you get to the NFC Championship game, and they get beat. I mean, I feel for you, but that's the experience, right? I mean, what's the difference in some ways? What's the difference between being a diehard Vikings fan, and I mean, you know, we know there's a ton of people that love this team and a parent. Because your kids, you know what? Your kids could be great, right? And there'll be great days. And some days are going to come but home with a But they're probably going to be dumbasses. But, so. but they're, and they're going to disappoint you. Like, they're going to do stupid things. And you're not done then. But you they're don't probably fail. idiots who are going to yeah. fail. But, I mean, but no, but, I mean, they're going to have good, you know, third grade might be great. But, but Your then, kids are probably ugly. That's what Judd's math, saying. But then math gets to be a problem in fourth grade. And now they're coming home with a bad report card. You don't kick them out, you know? So, like, that's the investment. And a like, shiner, yeah. It's love. <laughs> It's love. You love the team. You got to invest. No, it's fair. It's a fair point. It's li- life is life is about hardship. It's messy. It really is. Life is about hardship. Being a sports fan, and more specifically, a Minnesota sports fan, is about coping with hardship. So, why don't yeah. you just walk in with with both eyes open, man? Life is you're, wide you're, left. You're probably going to get smacked in the face in a Vikings what? playoff game, but it's going to be fun from now until that happens. It'll sting for a minute. And then it'll be fun trying to figure yeah. out together on this show how we'll we move can cope on. and move, Sports move therapy. forward. That's why yep. we're here. Exactly. But yes, life is wide left. Yep. Some days, some days your your plans are going to go wide to the left. That's a and good shirt idea. I'm going to write that, that you down. Can do about it. Life. If they lose, we can use that as a because we. I will say this for our show: we're going to have some pieces to pick up if they lose, like first round. Or in the conference championship game, it, it, does there get to be a point where? Because I don't think the general fan base feels like it is Super Bowl or bust. I think I do. I do feel like it's kind of this. Wow, this is sort of unexpected success. This is fun. If they get to the NFC Championship game, I'm not saying it won't be devastating if they lose because they're going to get that close. But I, I think there's going to be a, a semblance of of hope. And, like when they lost in 2009 and 1998, to me, it felt like the closing of a window for sure in 2009. This doesn't for me right now, but maybe, I mean, it'll be devastating almost regardless well, how they lose, but 41 donut in 2001, right? Um, that loss. And then I always thought the 2017 loss while painful, when you just get drubbed, it, it's embarrassing. Uh, but I think it very much depends on what the game looks like. I mean, if you lose late, if you lose close, I mean, 2009 was devastating. 98, devastating. Why? Largely because of how you lost those two damn games. And so I think if you get to the conference championship game again, and, and it's a, it's basically plays out how much of 2022 has, but you're on the wrong end. The therapy that we're going to have to embark on is going to be very intensive. Mm-hmm. You know how Maya Mackey copes with disappointment, heartbreak? You know, it, I was going to say maybe like eating your feelings isn't always the best thing, unless it's Nutrisource. Yeah, that's good. In which case, eat away, Maya Mackey. She was very excited this morning to to dive into her breakfast, and then then she plopped down for like a two hour nap, and then uh, you know, took her outside. She has kind of a kind of a weird schedule, but it's her her gut and digestion health is on point thanks to our friends at Nutrisource, Judd, and they've got mm-hmm. all sorts of great products, including those training treats that Stella likes to sit by. 
she does and and your dog is young and spry and that's fantastic it's that's fun right stella she's a little long in the tooth she's a little bit old but you know what nutrisource has absolutely positively kept her um um running around gut health is great i think her joint health has actually improved since she began to eat as as you can see there the training treats and also nutrisource's uh food as well so yes i think no matter the age of your dog nutrisource is the place to start because there is nothing better than seeing your dog healthy and happy young or old amen uh, we will be back with you for Purple Picks tomorrow and then Vikings Ventline right after Vikings Lions, the underdog Vikings against the two-point favorite Lions on Sunday. That's the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. And be sure to click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel to, uh, to get a notification when that show goes live right after the game. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Purple Daily. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother. We don't point a finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.